and the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching the ships roll in And then I'll watch them roll away again Yeah, I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Ooh, I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time Sounds good, doesn't it? It sounds so good. I'm already starting the little whistle. Nowhere to go and all day to get there. Yeah, just kicking back. Oh, that sounds nice. Late, great Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay. And that's what we're all ready for on a Tuesday. We gave it our all on Monday. We're like, okay, we're back. It's the beginning of the week. And now we're spent. Tuesday. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Just want to sit on the dock and watch the ships roll away. Yes, sir. Yes. It does, has an allure to it. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah, wow. But and another nice morning. Yeah, it's a corka. That's a corka. There you go. <laughs> I'm slowly... You're schooling me. I'm slowly yeah. training you. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Um, no, nice little little nip in the air. No, I mean, yeah. It wasn't cold just by any No, not even a fall no. cold. It's just a crisp, But it was we'll nice. Say. It just felt good sitting yeah. having coffee this morning going, okay. Yeah. You know, when you come out and it's already 70 and yeah, humid. Yeah, you're going, Ugh. <laughs> Yes. No, another nice day on tap today. Yourself so out. Uh, get outside and uh, enjoy it. Yeah. You know? uh, if, take us with you, please. Um, you know, we'd love to go for a ride. Yeah, absolutely. And if you happen to go down by the dock, just turn up the radio. <laughs> and we'll be sitting by the dock of the bay with absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Wolfboro, I guess. We should have played Carol, Carol King, I Feel the Earth Move. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, had a little uh, earthquake. Yeah, a couple of little tremors. Yeah, 2.2. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. Which is, you know, nothing. But for us, we get all excited because yeah. that does not happen often here. No. We, it does happen. Yeah. We're, it's not like California. Have you had? Have you ever felt one here? I have not. Yeah, see, I, did. I, I never felt have. You have? Was, did you were you convinced right away that that's what it was, or did you think, okay, what you know, something else is no, going I thought on? The, the furnace, the, the furnace I, that's yeah, what I'm thinking. Something in the house up. happened, yeah. and yeah, I mean, the furnace <laughs> sounded like it was coming off its platform. I'm like, really, what the oh, hell's going goodness. on? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, finally go downstairs and I'm looking, going, oh, well, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. It's like, well, that's <laughs> weird. But the house was shaking. Wow. Like, okay, that's weird. The next morning, I hear, "Oh, there was an earthquake!" And I'm like, like, "Oh, that's what that was." Okay, no, that's the only one I've ever felt. That was, oh gosh, Uh, oh golly, Um, that must have been eighty. 85. Oh, good night. Yeah, it was that long. long. It was that long ago. Yeah. So, uh, but it was okay. I felt it. Woo. (laughs) You know. You, you've done that. You're not impressed yeah, now. Been okay. there, done it. All right. Been there, I see, done it. I see no, how this that goes. Was, that was okay. Uh-huh. Um, I, I saw this story and I, I looked at it and I went, seriously, what is your problem? Um, it was a dream come true for a fan of country music star Garth Brooks mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, Jessica Klukey, Lincoln, Maine, attended the Garth Brooks concert at Gillette Stadium. Yeah. With a sign that read, Bangor, Maine, 1992. I saved your guitar pick for 30 years. Need it back? Oh, okay. Spotting the sign, Garth joked with her, telling her uh, she had to be two years old at the time. But she said, no, I was eight. And <laughs> he replied by telling her she could keep the pick 
And he also handed her a capo uh, guitar uh, on the uh, put on the neck of the guitar. Okay. And he said, well, hang on, hang on. Uh, you know, give me one more thing. He then handed over his guitar, <gasps> telling her uh, oh. he'd see her in 30 years. Oh. At the end of the night, she signed his guitar. Uh, he signed the guitar yeah. uh, for her, gave her a hug, and she said, that is a dream come true. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and good job. She said, bucket list was to see Garth as close to the stage as possible. This surpassed anything I ever imagined. Yeah. Well, I'm, good for him. But I'm, I'm sitting there thinking. That's a class act. Who, who says, goes to a concert saying, I saved your guitar pick for 30 years. Do you need it back? Well, I think she was just trying to be cute. She was just, she was just like, here, you know, yeah. to try to, and it worked. I mean, it called attention to what she'd done. I mean, he was touched that yep. she saved this tiny little guitar pick for 30 years. I guess. That's awesome. I think that was, it was clever. And, and she it walked worked. away with the guitar. Because if she just said, I saved your guitar pick for 30 years, it's like, yeah. You know, that's want, nice. Want it back. Yeah. But want it back, that yeah. requires a response and that prompts him to do something. I think that's great. Yeah. Love hey, it. You don't ask, you don't get. Yeah, there you go. She got, and she got way more than she bargained for. That is awesome. Yeah. Good uh, for him. Yeah, Garth's, Garth's having some fun. Um, and again, when you're Garth Brooks, mm-hmm. you can have fun. Oh, yeah. You, you, you've been there. You've done it. You've earned it. Yeah. You've got that yeah. confidence that, yeah, you're not going to be knocked off that pedestal nope. anytime nope. soon. Nope. So anyway, he's doing a gig in uh, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. uh, his, his home state. Okay. And a concert goer attended the 730 show Saturday night, yeah. proposed to his girlfriend uh-huh. during Brooks's performance of Unanswered Prayers. She said yes, and Brooks stopped playing mid-song when he noticed Oh. Brooks asked the bride-to-be uh, where she wanted to go on her honeymoon. She didn't have an answer. He said, I'll tell you what. You pick Hawaii, Trisha and I will pay for it. Cut it out. He said in front of a sold-out crowd. Oh, my goodness. Yep, yep. And wow. Yep, he said, Trisha, Mrs. Yeah. Ms. Yearwood, yeah. uh, we'll pay for it. <laughs> that's awesome okay so you know well, yeah he's having fun and touching his you know here's a guitar hey says, you want to go to hawaii fans oh trish and i'll pick up the tab for yeah you. yeah yeah wow whoa, whoa. there you go oh, okay that's a good one all right next time, again he got more than he bargained for so the next time Jeannie and i are out on a live appearance yes you come up with a sign that's right yeah we'll respond yeah <laughs> We'll say, don't, don't worry about starting to pack your bags now because you, yep, you yep. probably aren't going to need them. Yep. But we'll respond. Yep. Uh, yeah, we'll. We, we, nope. yeah. Tell you what, I'd just like to go to Franklin for your wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we know people in Franklin. We can, yep. we can set you up. Yeah. We know people in Springfield, Vermont. Yes, so we can we do that do. too. Yeah, okay. we do. Yep. Just, we don't know anybody in Hawaii. Your choice. So, so. Yep. But no, I saw that. And I just said, you know, he's, oh, he's having that's fun. That's cute. Yes, that is fun. And that's that's awesome. You know, I, I applaud that when you're Garth man. Right. And, and it's, it's fun, unexpected. You're just doing something to touch your fans. That, that's a good one. Yep. 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 Nope. Good couple of them. I like seeing that stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 812 is time. Red Sox back at it tonight. Uh, out in Chicago, mm-hmm. taking on the White Sox and uh, two game set. Uh, hopefully. We can dismiss them just like we did with Seattle. Yay. Yeah. Uh, Sox digging and uh, sounding sounding better and better. P- bidding, uh, getting some hits now. Yay, when they need them. So <laughs> it's all good. So uh, first pitch tonight, uh, 710. You can hear all the action right here on New Stock 99.7 WNTK. AM 1490, FM 98.9 WUVR. We'll take a break. Back on the other side right after this.
I mean that, that was that was sixty six, and it still sounds as crisp yeah, today yeah. as it did in sixty six. Yep. Oh, yeah. man, I love that stuff. <laughs> Eight seventeen is the time, and um, good. Th- Sean's coming in uh, from uh, Davis Wealth Management. Uh, be in in a few talk money matters and uh, how to get into the glide path of retirement successfully. And you know it's um, well. You got to be careful because uh, I'm looking at headlines now. Stocks sell off to intensify as fresh 10% plunge looms. I was like, uh oh. Hmm. Uh, with the S&P 500 flirting with a bear market last week and notching more than a trillion dollars in losses, uh, they reckon there's more pain to come. They said the gauge is likely to keep falling before bottoming out around 3,500, according to a prediction of 1,009 respondents. That represents a decline of at least 10% from the Friday close of 39.01 and a gut-wrenching 27% drop from the January peak. <sighs> the Fed's hawkish at all cost posture, the chaos in supply chains and intensifying threats to the business cycle are all undermining confidence in corporate America's profit machine while equity valuations have sunk. Okay, so... Money managers endured a worse drawdown in the COVID-spurred tumult of 2020, but that's a scant consolation with the projected losses of this scale. Somebody from uh, U.S. Equity and Quantitative Strategy Bank of America said, uh, I still think the worst is not behind us. Yeah. yeah. That's not the news we were looking for. Nope. You know, so if you uh, have been putting stuff away and, you know, had a nice little nest egg, yay. Um, Okay. Well, yay you. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, you can't just say, yeah, I've got a 401k. Right. <sighs> yeah. No, 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 no. need more to the plan. Yeah, yeah. We've been told. Uh, so um, we'll uh, have Sean elucidate a little bit on that. But, yeah, it does sound kind of... You know, it doesn't sound like we've turned any corner yet. No, no. And then on top of that, you were talking a little bit yesterday about scams and you yeah. know how easy it is for people to fall prey to that. So the money that you do have, make sure you're protecting it and not falling for these things. I saw a story about um, some popular ones. So, of course, they evolved it. The scam artists evolve their techniques as mm. we get smarter. And now they're they're sending text messages to people and... This one, and it always feels like sitting from here, I would not fall for this. But when you're in the middle of it, who knows? This one would be a tough one. One (laughs) says that you have a pending transfer of what appears to be $10.5 million and is sent to you by someone on behalf of the current FBI director. They say it looks very official. I don't think if I saw a text message on my phone saying that, you know, I had $10.5 million waiting to be transferred to me that I'm going to... 
I don't know which would freak me out more. A, you've got 10.5 million coming your way, or it's coming from the FBI. Yeah. Which one of those would scare the hell out of me more? <laughs> that is a really good yeah. point. Yeah. Yes, both are a little yeah. terrifying. Another one, this one what might be easier to fall for. It says that your Netflix account is on hold because a payment didn't go through. I don't have Netflix. so I was going to say, yeah. would you fall for that? I'm like, no, no he wouldn't because he probably doesn't no, have Netflix. Doesn't have all Netflix. right. All yeah. right. Let's see. How about this one? You've been charged for computer virus protection that you didn't order. And then it includes links. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you click on that link to be like, wait, what is this? Investigate. Then you're sunk. So you don't click on links Got that it. you don't know. If you really think that there's something, if you're getting a message like that and you're going, oh, wait, maybe. Yeah. You I, go I, I to your that. bank or you have that, you know, investigate it another way or call the company directly. Don't click the link. Well, I had that, uh, I don't know, four or five months ago. It said, oh, you know, you, you, yeah, click this and, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of it. And I'm like, what? Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. And so I went, the, uh, let it sit there, went mm-hmm. to the other end of the computer and going, mm-hmm. okay, my antivirus protection. It said, oh, no, yeah, in full force until 2023. Yeah. I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, yeah. Erase. Yep, exactly. But yeah. if you don't take that minute to think it through, it's very tempting to just click on whatever link is there so you can dig into it and find out more. But by then it's too late. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah, because scammers know that we're not, you know, the telephone calling doesn't work as well because we just don't answer the phone. So now they're trying to get us through text messaging and every other way they can. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I text you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think if you got texts from anybody else, you'd be like, yeah, yeah whatever. It's a scam. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, well, and that's like the Facebook one. You know, when when people are reaching out to do a friend request and you're already friends with them on Facebook, you're like, okay, they've been hacked and this is obviously. Or, you know, they'll send you something saying, hey, saw you in this video. You just don't click on it because you know that's probably... You were in a video? No. No. That's how you know that that's bogus. I want to see how they Uh, edited it. All (laughs) right. Move along. Okay, fine. Um... Now, now here's, you wonder why people are tired of some of the political crap that's, mm-hmm. that's flying around. Washington State Democratic congressional candidate Rebecca Parson has a bold idea to get Congress to pass housing legislation. Okay. Have a million people break into empty houses. That is a great idea. Yep, yep. And she's... And why are we doing that? She's... Uh, uh, outlined what she and her followers can do if she wins. She said, imagine I propose a housing for all bill in Congress. Then imagine you, me, and a million of our friends took action and occupied empty houses nationwide. They couldn't ignore us. No one's ever done anything like this. This is why it's going to (laughs) work. This is why it's going to work. A, how are you going to find a bunch of empty houses? Um, Well, apparently, on the surface, the strategy appears to amount to trespass, a misdemeanor. Although the state law does say it's a defense if the property is abandoned. Occupying houses is nothing new for her. She was a, with a group that organized a group of homeless people in 16 rooms at a motel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they paid for one night, then demanded the city and state pay the people who refused to leave. That's great. So what she's saying is, if you would like to join this, would you be willing to just do maybe what might be a misdemeanor for me so that we can make a point? Yeah. It might not stay on your record. Yeah. Um, and, Sold. And yeah. um, when they were at the hotel, mm-hmm. they wanted um, uh, they wanted the town government to pay the people to leave the room. Okay. <laughs> oh wow! 
So is that and apparently, I don't know. Apparently, Thirty dollars is the bare minimum in every county in the U.S. for adults with a kid to afford housing, food, health care, bare, bare necessities. Mm-hmm. So they wanted thirty bucks, and um, it's like, what? What are you talking about? And so, what came about as a result of her hotel, you know, <laughs> occupation? I, you know, I mean, was that successful? Did it make a point? The, I mean, the she... people finally left after six days when the police showed up and ordered them to get out. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. She's like, hey, that was so successful. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it again. Yeah, but, but here's here's somebody Let's running for Congress. That. Oh, that's terrifying. Saying, okay, this is how we'll solve the problem. Yes. All those abandoned homes, we just take them over. Yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh it's goodness. like, what? You That's not a bold new idea. That's an absurd yeah, idea. No, again. It's like, where are you crackpots coming up with this stuff? <laughs> it's terrifying. You know, and now you've got the president and... and uh, he he's, seems to be praising high gas prices. He's saying, you know, it's an incredible transition that Americans must go through. It's like, what? Well, like we're taking one for the team? Yeah, right. well, no, 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 no. He, here's, here's what he said. Okay. Uh, quote. Yep. Here's the situation. Hmm. And when it comes to the gas prices, <laughs> we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that, God willing, when it's over, <laughs> we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. You're terrifying when you're impersonating the president. What are you doing with did your I, pen? Did, you're oh, going to stab sorry. someone. Yes. Stop it. Sorry. I was making a point. You were making a point, all <laughs> yeah. right. You're whacked up. So he, he's, see, he's saying when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels. No, we'll be more broke. That's what we will be. When it's over, we're already broke. Talk to we're Joe. already broke. I but, would no, like but to. That's the spin they're putting on it. And they're saying, <gasps> and now there was a poll that came out, and I don't know, 20, 30, 40%. Yeah. People said, my next car is going to be electric. Mm-hmm. Not mine. No. Um, I'm, I'm all set. <laughs> my next car is going to be horse. Yeah. Horse and buggy. <laughs> yes, exactly. L- little Amish Going genie. back to Amish. Yep, uh, exactly. I'm uh, going well, to call him up. Let's get him on the phone. Here, one pen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, uh, but yeah, they're talking That's about, aggravating. he was talking about uh, doing a diesel gas release from the Strategic Oil Reserve because mm-hmm. the price of diesels. It's like, why are you just emptying it? It's not, it's going to be a drop in the ocean. Don't, mm-hmm. no. Um, So, yeah, again, he seems to be praising this as the transition we have to go through. Bite the bullet. Take one for the team. Uh, No, sir. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Yeah, average price for a gallon of gas. 456 right now nationwide yeah and uh it ain't gonna go lower yeah it's not contrary to maybe what he's trying to do he's like trying to stir up some nationalism feeling and in, in, in this patriotism i'm not feeling that when i go to fill up my tank yeah I'm that not is not what i'm thinking i'm not either no no way jose 828 is the time take a break all right i'll work on my yeah you're you're, you're jabbing tank. with the yeah, pen yeah. i'm gonna Take the okay, weapons okay, and fine. pens away from you. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm on break. Jeez. Don't let me hear you say lights taking you nowhere. Look at that sky, life's begun. Lights are warm and the days are young. Yep, talking about golden years. 
getting ready to retire in your golden years. You want to want to have the money? Want to outlive your money? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean's going to tell you how to do that. We hope. Uh, from Davis Wealth Management, DavisWealthMGMT.com. Sean Toll in the house again. Um, you probably heard me talking about the not-so-cheerful news, uh, Wall Street. You talked about a lot of things recently. Which one was it? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Um, I mean, we've got Wall Street coming down. The Nasdaq's yeah. off twenty-seven percent. S and P is off twenty-plus percent. Yeah. So we're in bear territory for, yeah. for you know for a lot of sectors. Yeah. Uh, inflation is running rampant. Yep. And um, the Fed, you know, looking to do their stopgap mm. basis points thing. Um, they don't yeah. want it over in hyperinflation. Um, so um, where do you go? I mean, you, you know, people have done a nice job, in theory, past 10, 20, 30 years, putting money away, okay. Right. And, but as you and, and Steve have pointed out, uh, you can't just put it in a 401k and say, hey, that's what I got. Uh, you know, you need to protect because of stuff like this. Exactly, diversification is is key to this whole thing. You know, like, uh, like our parents or grandparents said, and it holds true today, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. If that basket breaks and you lose, breaks and you lose all your eggs, they're all gone, right? So you want to have a lot of different baskets uh, in which to put your money. Um, and it's not, well, I have an IRA and a 401k. That's that's not what we're talking right. about here, right? Those are largely investment portfolios. Within your investment portfolio, your retirement savings, you want to have diversification. So you want to have stocks. You want to have bonds, maybe some commodities, maybe some real estate, um, you know, lo lots of different things in there so that when the markets are doing what they're doing today, hopefully you've got holdings that are not plummeting like we're is seeing there, today. Is there a formula? And people are prone to formula. So is there, you know, 40% should be stocks, uh, maybe 15% annuity, 15% real estate, 10% cash, uh, blah, blah, I mean, that kind of a formula? There are, there are some general rules that have been at play in society and kind of the retirement planning sector for, for a number of years. Uh, one is the 60-40 split, 60% stocks, 40% bonds. Okay. Um, that was traditionally held as a kind of a safe allocation of, uh, you know, stocks and bonds in your portfolio when you're, you know, in your 50s or 60s. Mm -hmm. uh, and then as you get older, it should increase the bonds and decrease the stocks even to a... That's your risk tolerance. That's then. your risk tolerance. Okay. I mean, years ago it was, well, you should have 80% bonds and 20% stocks when you're in your 70s. <clears throat> it doesn't work that well anymore. Um, the Why? reason being yeah. is that bonds are not yielding that much anymore. Uh, Interest rates are so low. You know, when when, when we kind of, we didn't just develop this 60, 40, 80, 20 split all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. um, but traditionally, bonds have yielded at least more than inflation. So you're not going to lose your money there. So if bonds, if you could buy a 10-year bond that's going to give you 8% and then you've got growth in your stocks or even 5% on your bonds, um, that's, a, that's a nice mix and it's going to give you some income. Mm -hmm. Uh, in retirement, but where the markets are today, uh, it's just it's just not working that much can anymore. I, can I find something at eight percent? No. Okay, that's what certainly I not yeah. risk free. Okay, right. 
Um, the other thing that's changed that is that we're living a lot longer, right? We've talked about this a lot on the show. You know, retirement used to be 20 years. Now you're theoretically looking at 40 years of retirement, right? So in 40 years of retirement, you need growth uh, in that portfolio so that you don't outlive your money. And you're only going to get that growth through stocks. So, yeah, so you, you ordinarily, you would you would have lowered your risk tolerance but now you kind of have to keep it ratcheted up a You've little You've got bit. to keep your risk yeah. tolerance in your investment portfolio ratcheted up a little bit, yeah. uh, at least. It's all individualized, right? We sit down with our clients. We go through their, their spending patterns. We go through their assets. Uh, we identify their risk profile. So you construct a portfolio that's specifically tailored uh, to each individual client. Um, <clears throat> but what you're going to want to have, so when you get into retirement or close to retirement, not only do you want your investment portfolio, you're going to want, that's just a pot of money that's going to go up and down based on what the markets are doing. Mm -hmm. You need to look at income because income is what pays your bills. Income right. is what keeps you alive, if you will, not a pot of money, right? right? right. So income would be your social security. Mm -hmm. Income would be your pension. Uh, and then what we often do with folks is supplement those two things, or in most cases, one thing, because most people don't have pensions, supplement that with some income coming from an annuity. An annuity is not going to represent all of your assets, but it should represent some so that it at least gives you a predictable income stream that covers your basic living expenses. Is that monthly, yearly? You could do it how structured however you, you can. want. You could do it monthly, quarterly, okay. annually. Uh, people are in the habit, like when we work, uh, we're getting paid either bi-weekly or monthly or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. So the a greater frequency of payments is often better for folks from a, uh, a cash flow perspective. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Um, and, and is this new information to people when you break it down this way? No, not really. I, I think people, well, you always ask me these questions. There's no, there's no black and white answer, right? No. Um, some folks understand the benefits of diversification. They've done the research, they read a lot and they get it. And, and I think most people conceptually get diversification too, but, but pulling what, the trigger on it's different. It is, yeah. it is. And, and, but where I see a lot of people that are, not properly aligned is they say, well, I have, Sean, I've got this growth mutual fund um, and then this this you know solar mutual fund and then the, this other thing, and they've done so well over the past 10 years, I don't want to make a change. I said, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Just because it did well in the last 10 years, do you think it's going to do well in the next no 10 years? proof for future you, performance. You don't know. I mean, you lucked out. Great. Yeah. Or maybe you did that by design and you ha you made a bet on it. You know, good for you. But, you know, what does the future hold? Do you really want to be tied into two or three or four uh, positions where if one blows up, it could destroy everything you're doing? So it's really important to bring in more diversification and more safety into your portfolio uh, as you get towards that re those retirement years. So who does yours? Your, Our, your portfolio. I do. Really? Well, you do yours? Yeah. You don't go to somebody? No. Why? Because that's what I do. Well, I understand <laughs> that, but you're, you're biased. <laughs> it's not like cutting your own hair. It's like asking a mechanic if he works on his yeah. own car. Yeah, uh. I just, okay. I just thought you would go to somebody that, you know, you trusted. I don't. I I. I my wife and I put together a uh, uh, an expense worksheet so we understand where our expenses are. <clears throat> we look at our savings. You tell the truth. She does it. Okay. <laughs> See, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. All right. I like it. No, but we 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 do the same thing that I do with clients, right? So if I can't do it well for myself, 
I shouldn't be doing it for clients. Good point. So that's that's okay. the way I look at it. All right. No, that makes makes a ton of sense to me. Well, on that note, uh, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's wrong with cutting your own hair? Uh, we'll be back with Sean Joel from Davis Wealth Management. DavisWealthMGMT.com right after this. Pacific Gas and Electric. Are you ready? You ready for retirement? Well, this may be the show for you. Sean Toll, uh, back in the house from Davis Wealth Management, DavisWealthMGMT.com. Uh, very quickly, I was just looking at the gas prices. Cheapest gas, cheapest gas in the state of New Hampshire right now, as of 42 minutes ago, 438 a gallon mm. in Hudson. The most expensive, 539 in Manchester. Wow. On Lake Street. Wow. I'd skip that one. Hmm. Uh, now, and I expected that to be keen. Uh, no, no. Um, that one, the, that's the only one over $5 a gallon. Wow. A- and after that, there's four ninety nine in Laconia, hooks it, oh, hooks it north, hooks it south on the, uh, right. uh, on the highway, four ninety nine, mm-hmm. uh, four ninety nine in Bennington, and four ninety five in Littleton. Uh, but yeah, five thirty nine. I bet. Shell. I bet we'll see seven plus on diesel somewhere. Oh yeah, yeah probably. <clears throat> but uh, yeah. so there's your spread. For, in theory, four ninety nine for a high, four thirty eight for a low. Crazy. So, yeah, ouch. ouch yeah, ouch, as ouch. I shared with you this morning, it was $158.70 for me to fill up the truck this morning. Yeah. Mm. Or a 20 gallon tank? What do you got? Well, it's 36. Okay. okay. But that was only 32 <laughs> gallons. Yeah. <laughs> so, it hurts. Um, oh, you know, hurts. so hurts. I mean, listen, you know, we've got this inflation that's running rampant, and I can't control what I'm paying for fuel, right? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I use the little app and I try to find a place as I'm going up and down the highway, yeah. you know, see if I can save five or six cents here or there. Um, but I'll tell you what I've been doing I've been slowing down. I pegged, I pegged the, the speed, uh, uh, cruise control right at 70, you know, when the speed limit's 70. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you know I consolidate trips. I you know I don't run out for every little thing. Like okay, I'm gonna run out. Let's uh, let's try to plan this and, and make two or three stops. And I've done the same thing. And I'm not used to having people pass me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know it, it is what it is. Yeah. And groceries uh, going up, materials going up, right. gas going up. It's like Lord, everything's going up. Right. I mean this is this is a key thing that we talk about. Uh, you know we're we're moving a little bit away from from uh diversification here but that's fine i mean this inflation is real it's hitting us today you know um there's there's few things you can do about it when you're living in it except there's a couple things you can control though you can't control the price of gasoline the price of your steaks the price of whatever um you can cut down trips try to save some gas you can maybe eat fewer steaks uh, or find look for buys or, or buy in bulk um, but look at your if you don't have one now look at your expenses right identify those that you can change and those that are fixed those that you can change are restaurants nope. you know um, you know going to movies going on vacation everybody deserves a vacation but you know look at these things where you have some control and if inflation is really pinching you try to cut back um, and that goes for everybody, whether you're in your 20s or in your 80s. Um, it's really important to be able to do. See, I, I've been so many years living within my means. It's second nature at, at this point. Right. I, so it's not a big leap for me. But I know for some people, it would be huge. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many people are living beyond their means. I think we saw that change a little bit during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. People started saving more uh, and not spending too much. Um, but um, I think we're going back to our old bad ways of people living on credit. Um, and you, if you read yeah. the if you read the news, we're seeing that uh, late payments on on revolving credit they're that. they're starting to tick up a little bit. So that's a sign of people that have lived beyond their means and are getting behind on their payments. And um, that's not going to bode well for the economy either. Nope, 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 nope. So, but these are all things. Uh, I was kidding you, saying being honest when you're filling out your uh, uh, personal expenses. You got to be honest uh, when you're you do when you're putting this down. You can't. Well, she doesn't need to know about this, or well, this is this is my own little yeah. But it all comes into it. It all comes into the equation. So absolutely, and and there's a lot of things. I mean, sit down if you do this. Sit down and really think about it, because there's tons of things that you do that might you might not think about. Right? If you are a regular Dunkin' Donuts person and you go every single morning and you spend four bucks on a cup of coffee, I'm not going to do the math right now. But if you add that up over the course of a year. That's a significant expense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it because it's just daily, you know, right, a few right, bucks. Right. Uh, but boy, that adds up. Oh yeah, no, no argument. Yeah. And if you go out, um, I know people. I was used to be one of these people. I never drink at home, but when we went go out, I drink when I go out. Right. Yeah, seven bucks a drink. Um, all of a sudden, you're you know knocking back three or four. Like bing 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 bing. Yep. Uh, there's a reason I don't drink at home. Right. <laughs> you know? Now I I haven't done this in years, but I may consider doing it again. Oftentimes restaurants will allow you to bring your own bottle in. Yep. You give it to them. You pay a I think what they call a corkage fee. Right. They charge you ten bucks or something f- to serve your own wine to you. You know. But if you bring in a bottle of wine that you like that's cheaper than the fifty dollar bottle of wine that they're selling at the restaurant, yeah, you can save a lot of money there. I tell you, when, you, when I look at my they restaurant well bill you after in the dinner, yeah. <laughs> right. well, no, I mean they do now because when we leave and I, I sign the check with my wife, I'm like, how come half of this meal was drinks? Yeah, <laughs> yeah got it. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, but let's man. talk about this diversification yeah, yeah, yeah. again and, and why it's so important. We talk about all the eggs in one basket. That's a bad thing to do. So as you're putting together your your investment portfolio, there's several different ways you can uh, diversify. And the easiest way right now, and it's it's it, 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 they're called ETFs, exchange-traded funds. Mm-hmm. These are just like mutual funds, except they trade uh, all the time during the day, whereas the mutual funds only trade after the close. So oh, these okay. ETFs yeah. um, could be um, ETFs invested in like the S&P 500 stocks, or they could be a basket of technology stocks, or they could be European stocks. They could be bonds as well. So you buy this ETF um, and it provides you instant diversification. Um, they're easy to trade. They're very low cost. Um, and it's a great way to, again, get that, that, that diversification. Am I putting these together or are they prepackaged? Um, no, they're, they're prepackaged. Okay. Right. So, so here, here's one thing you might do. Let's say you want to build a diversified portfolio uh, with a global exposure to the world. Okay. Right. So you're going to put 50% in, in the S&P 500 ETF. Okay. You're going to put 40% in the European equity ETF. You're going to put X percent in the Asian equity ETF, okay. and, and and then you'll f- put some other one in there, right? So mm-hmm. now you've got diversification within each ETF, but now you've also got diversification across different regions of the world. Okay. I got it. Okay. Right. I just wanted to make sure that I didn't have to put them together, all the things within that. No. Okay. No, no. Good, it's, good, just, good. It's, a, it's just like a mutual fund in that regard. Okay. 
Exactly. Good, good. Exactly. Good. Now, while you're doing this, too, the other thing that's super important um, is this term we call dollar cost averaging. Yep. Right. As we see today, the market doesn't go up in a straight line. It has these these dips like we're seeing right now. There's a big dip. But if you're still working and you're putting money into your 401k or your IRA, if you do it every single paycheck or maybe every single month, what are you doing right now as you're investing? You're investing in this dip. So you're buying into your investments, into your uh, uh, stocks and bonds at a lower price, right? So now you, over time, if you do this dollar cost averaging, it gives you the opportunity to buy at these lower prices. And it should, it does yeah. make for a better overall return and experience in the long run. Hmm. I like so that's it. a really important thing to do. I like that. And I decide how much I set aside. Exactly. Because you can't time the market. Yeah. You, you could try. I, a lot of people say, "I, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to invest right now." I'm like, well, we're at an awfully yeah. low level. It could go lower. Are you willing to make that that bet? Right? What if they don't invest right now and the market, you know, surges back forty percent? They've missed that whole opportunity. Yeah. So, um, it's better off just being long term strategic investor and don't try to time the markets. Yeah, no, I'm not that smart. I admit it. So, dollar cost averaging. Okay, good to know. Right. All right. And ETFs, good to know. ETFs, index funds. Index funds. Um, obviously, mutual funds. Yeah. I like mutual funds in niche areas, right? So that would be um, there's what they call the ARC funds. They're they're taking it on the chin right now. These are these are high tech um, ETFs. ARC. ARK. Yep. Okay. They're high tech. Their ETFs invest in the high tech space. So that's really been hammered recently. Um, but the portfolio manager there is identifying what she believes to be good long term growth stocks. Mm -hmm. um, and so in places um, where there's uh, uh, opportunity to add value as a portfolio manager, that's where I'd, I'd like to look at more mutual funds. Now, is that, is that the niche area? That would be a niche okay. area, right? Emerging markets would be niche. Okay. Um, small cap U.S. equities would, would be niche. You know, Latin American stocks would be niche. Um, buying the largest 500 names, which is the S&P 500 yeah, right, in the right. U.S., there's there's no rocket science to yeah, that. Yeah, You know, um, you want that exposure to try to add value by overweighting and underweighting and owning and not owning certain stocks within that space um, can be futile. So, I mean, NASDAQ's been pounded uh, lately, the tech stocks. Right. Um, so what's, what's, what technology is emerging that, you know, you can get on the bandwagon? How do you, how do you identify that kind of stuff? Well, you look to the the street right wall street you look at these uh, analysts and these portfolio managers for some of their guidance you can obviously do your own research as well mm. um i think personally that um you know i think we're going to see opportunity as biden has so eloquently stated this transition from fossil fuels to Thank electric God. vehicles yeah, yeah. uh anyway take we're, one we're for gonna, the team <laughs> yeah uh, so i mean that's that is inevitable i the, the world is moving uh moving that way so I, you know i think there's probably opportunity in lithium which is the key material for building the batteries uh, maybe charging stations you know anything kind of related to that uh electric infrastructure for vehicles you know also um, renewable sources of energy, whether that be solar or wind or other things. I, I think fossil fuels, I mean, let's just face it, it's a finite resource. It will disappear. It will replenish, but it takes millions of years. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to move there. And I think over the long, long term, there's probably opportunities there. We won't see it. 
I don't think so. Yeah, okay. I also want to make one clarification. I was talking about mutual funds and mentioned the ARC funds. Those yes. are not mutual funds. Those are ETFs. Oh. So if anybody's listening and they're looking out there, don't say, hey, Sean was wrong. ARC funds are, are, are ETFs, but they're actively managed ETFs. What's, what's ARC an acronym for? Do you know? I have no idea. Oh, okay. The manager is Kathy Woods. Um, you can Google her. She's... Uh, I think she's she's fairly smart. I'm not promoting her, by the way. I'm just just an example uh, of an ETF that is operating in some very unique areas. Oh. She has several of them. Oh. But I, I still I still like the dollar cost averaging because I decide where it goes. Oh, absolutely. I like that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like yeah. I have some control right. over my destiny. Right. So you you, you create your portfolio, and yep. it's going to be 50% U.S. and what, whatever those allocations are. Um, every single month, you should put into whatever that preset allocation is, because mm. that's a long-term strategic allocation um, that should work well, again, in the long term. Trying to time it, because if you say, well, I'm only going to put, I'm going to decrease the U.S. Act, uh, allocation this month and increase the European one, now you're trying to time the markets again, uh, and you're going to get whipsawed. Yeah, yeah, no. Not going to happen, but thank you. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm assuming, uh, because you uh, take great pains with your clients uh, to explain these things, uh, they're not panicking, calling you on the phone now, going, hey, 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 what's going on? What's going on? Certainly there's concern. Okay, concern. Right. But, uh, but they're, they're not, sell, sell, quick. Get, get, get. No. No, they're not. You know, these are with every client. I make sure we, you know, we all we have an understanding that this is a long-term strategic approach, right? Nothing is happening right now that is alarming in the in the sense that it's this unexpected uh, geopolitical crisis or something like that. These are, you know, the markets do this. They go up and down, and they're down right now, right? right? So, if you have any questions about this, and if you're concerned with your portfolio, you can always call me right at the office, um, and we can, I'd be happy to chat with you. The number is 603-715-2335. You can also go to our website, daviswealthmgmt.com, and you can click on Contact Us uh, and set up a meeting with either Steve or myself. That's, that's simple. It's very easy. Yep. No pressure. And again, the phone number? 603-715-2335. Excellent. All right. Well, um, again, the uh, uh, the path to uh, uh, wealth and retirement. Uh, the path to wealth and wisdom. Wisdom. Well, I, I want the wisdom to retire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I want to outlive my money. That's what I'm counting on you guys We'll for. work towards that. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Sean, as always, thanks for enlightening us. And making it not quite as scary. It's my pleasure. Thank well, you for having me. We'll see you back in a couple of weeks. You got it. All right. Sean Toll, Davis Wealth Management. Again, daviswealthmgmt.com. Uh, you can click on the website and there's a little place there. You can say, hey, I want an appointment. Let's carry on this conversation. Love to chat with you. Nine o'clock, news on the way. Back on the other side with more. Or you might lose your seat bus ride.
fucking thing for the guess who? <laughs> Bus rider. Really didn't go anywhere, but it was a catchy little song. Yeah, yeah. It's got it a good fun. little beat. Oh, 906. Thank you to Sean uh, from Davis Wealth Management. Uh, Sean Toll. Again, DavisWealthMGMT.com if you want to continue the conversation. With him, um, he, he knows stuff. When we say, when Jeannie and I say, we know a guy. Yeah, we do. We know Sean. Yeah. Okay. He's our guy. So, um, uh, pretty pretty astute. And, you know, that's why he's a fiduciary. Uh, you know, invests his time in your best interest. Not just, here's the formula. Give me money. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah. no, not no he takes the time to really yeah. get to know, yeah. I think, the client's needs, wishes, yep. wants. Um, we had, uh, a couple weeks ago, we had uh, Pira Seeger. Um, the bug chick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you have so ingrained that in me. The minute you say her name, I fill in with the, the bug, bug chick. chick. Yeah. Well, okay. she is. That's I mean, nice. she's the state entomologist. Yes. She loves creepy crawly things. Yeah. Um, and, and I saw a story yesterday um, and it made me think of a screamed bug chick. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Customs agents at Detroit Metropolitan Airport who were checking the baggage of a passenger traveling from the Philippines found something a half inch in size that piqued their interest. The objects in question, the larva and pupae of an unidentifiable insect were inside seed pods that the passenger said were intended for medicinal tea. Well, the tests showed the agents had honed in on a potentially grave threat to the nation's agriculture and natural oh, habitats. Yep. yep. They announced last week that the pupae had hatched a species of moth whose last recorded sighting by scientists occurred in 1912 no in way. Sri Lanka. Wow. They confirmed that such non-native insects have the potential to defoliate forests and feast on or contaminate crops. Uh, the moths, whose black and gold dotted wings resemble a cloudy pre-dawn sky, were discovered and uh, they looked to be a member of the moth family, the, I don't know, Pyralegidae, I don't know what that is. Um, but they had to go to the Smithsonian Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, yeah, that was named for a British entomologist, a bug guy, uh, <laughs> George Hampson, yeah. uh, who identified these moths or whatever, whatever. And, uh, um, oh, yes, uh, the, the uh, entomologist uh, and co-founder of National Moth Week. Okay. Who knew? Good. Yeah, I got to start getting my stuff yeah, together for National Moth Week. Well, it's an annual event that encourages people to observe moths in backyards and parks. <laughs> Observe them all right. Uh, they said it was unlikely that it had been smuggled into the country. They uh -huh. said it was too obscure uh, to possess the medicinal or aesthetic values that motivate smugglers. Mm -hmm. But they said, oh, no, 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 no. Bad, 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 bad. Um, given the destructiveness of other non-native species. For example, the spongy moth, until recently known as the gypsy moth. Oh, yeah. yes. We know about the gypsy moth. Yes, we do. But for some reason, they've changed their name now. It's not the gypsy moth now. It's the spongy Maybe moth. Maybe because gypsies were upset. Probably. Okay. I'm shocked. I'm offended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yes. Uh, but apparently, that has become a tree-devouring pest responsible for hundreds of millions of dollars in damage and mm -hmm. mitigation efforts annually. And they fear that the emerald ash borer, an Asian beetle, has the potential to kill 99% of the nation's ash trees. Oh, Think about that. Wow. And the emerald ash borer originated in Detroit. Same place really? where, they, where they just found this one coming oh, in. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. He said if we had an agricultural inspector that identified that early on, we could have prevented all this. Mm. So now they're saying, is, is this moth going to be the next multi-billion dollar pest? Probably not, but it's possible. 
It's like, wow. Oh, that's interesting. So, what? One guy, yep. one guy, yep. they haven't seen this damn moth since 1912 12, in Sri yes. Lanka. Yep, yep. And it pops up at a customs place in Detroit. One person went, yeah. huh, what's that? That person is a hero. Yes, oh, for sure. So, and it's, it's funny because I've recently been getting into um, these shows to catch a smuggler and border wars and all of this kind of <laughs> stuff. And it's, it's having people kind of, um, you know, it shows them pulling people aside and being um, nabbed for smuggling. Drugs is what you're usually thinking of. There are two big sure. things. They're looking for drugs and it's amazing all the clever places that people will be able to dis disguise the drugs that are coming in. They're also trying to um, uh, just cross the border illegally just to live here. Yeah, yeah. The one that surprised me was that they're clamping down on agriculture. And then once you start to watch and you uncover the reasons, like, oh, that could cause major yep, devastation yep, yep. to our crops here, to our foliage, to everything. I mean, it is a danger. So it's not really to be minimized, the, the work that they're doing as they're inspecting these packages and, you know, preventing these kinds of yep. outbreaks. But that person, uh, you get employee parking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Job well done. Oh, pretty much. Gold star on your chart. But, uh, you know, who knew? A half inch, a half inch thing. Yep, yep. And it was inside a seed pot. It's like, seriously? Yeah. How did you find that? Well, and that's when you, you think about the job uh, skills that that person possesses. Mm. Attention to detail would be very important in that job. You can't just be like, oh, I'm looking at the clock over there. Yep, go through, go through. Hey, nice jacket. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's not for those who are easily distracted. Yeah, yeah. Hello? Yeah, you and I Ooh, are not going to be recruited. Yeah. yeah, I know. Um, yeah, you've got to be anal retentive for mm -hmm. that. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and God bless you. Appreciate, yeah. yes, exactly. God we appreciate you. that you are. Unbelievable. <laughs> Interesting. But I, I, that that just made me uh, think, oh, Pierre is looking at this going, oh, whoa. Yes, you know? yes, yes. Because yes. Uh, really, if you do think about the devastation that that could cause mm -hmm. as it spreads, it only yep. takes a little beginning. And I did not know that the gypsy moth name had been changed to the spongy moth. No one notified me either. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny because I remember growing up, um, I remember as a little girl, mom would go and put the tinfoil around the tree trunk and then Vaseline because that was going to be a way to prevent the, the caterpillar from going up and building all the nests. I don't hear a whole lot about gypsy moths anymore. No. Or no. see a lot of the, so I don't know, maybe, maybe we did kind of quell that problem well, i remember growing growing don't up, you feel like it used to be a bigger deal yeah i guess oh yeah uh, but i remember growing up um in in geography what was the capital of china peking and then they went and changed it to beijing it was like what? Well, that's not fair yeah <laughs> hello go and take that test yeah come what on what do you mean man? i got that wrong I, no it's peking <laughs> no no it's beijing what no no yeah. yeah. It's like, man, you guys can't change not all this right. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I object. Yeah. I'm shocked. I'm offended. <laughs> yes. Wow. 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 So, anyway. Um, so, yep. A half inch, a little half inch bug. Yeah. And it could eradicate the crops. damage that that yeah. half inch bug yeah. could do. Yep. yep. But again, uh, which is why we, you know, they've been putting out things for the uh, emerald ash borer, uh, the Asian longhorn beetle, mm -hmm. stuff like that, saying, we don't want it around here. Right. Uh, so if you are coming up to New Hampshire, uh, spending some time, do not bring your firewood with you. 
We don't want you bringing it from Connecticut or New York, Rhode Island or Massachusetts. No, 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 no. Buy it up here uh, because it's been treated up here. It's local, blah, blah, blah. And we just don't want any of that stuff spread. So please don't, don't be doing that. 914 is the time. We will take a quick break and be back with more right after this. Great horn section. <laughs> James Brown, y'all. Godfather <laughs> of soul. Good stuff. Man, Papa's got a brand new bag. Again, 1965. Yeah. But it sounds crisp. You know, it sounds hot. Um, but that's that's James Brown. And he was he was it, man. He was it for sure. 919 is the time. Um, another nice day on tap. Enjoy it. It is a uh, it is a good one. I'm looking at a uh, couple of bills because um, I follow these things. Um, there was a, a bill in the legislature, um, and it was uh, um, establishing the New Hampshire Low-Grade Timber and Wood Emerging Market Commission. Okay, what does that mean? Well, to study the state of the existing low-grade timber and market economy and new emerging markets for low-grade timber and wood products. Um, and something we def- we definitely need. Uh, because there was uh, uh, there's some wood that was being unaccounted for, wasn't being logged, wasn't being taken. Um, and, uh, uh, well, anyway, so yes, it's been established. Yes, it was signed by the governor. So I was very glad to see that um, because we need it. Um, so um, good. And there, there, were some, there were some other bills uh, that I want to talk about in a few. Um, but that was definitely one because... Uh, uh, some of the uh, uh, markets up in the North Country uh, were just not being not being tapped, and it made no sense uh, to let that uh, market lay fallow. So uh, glad to see that that's been addressed, and uh, the governor did sign that. So uh, good news, uh, hopefully, uh, down the road. Right now, we want to shift uh, shift gears and uh, head up to the uh, North Country. Uh, Fish and Game Conservation Officer and Lieutenant Mark Ober back online with us. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Peter. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. I, I figured you got promoted upstairs. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I couldn't be that lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how's how's everything in the North Country now? We getting ready to swing into spring? Oh, uh, I think we swung into spring in early April up here. Yeah, it's, re- um, it's almost, uh, yeah, late spring, early summer for sure up here now. Wow, how's the uh, how are the water levels? Water levels are good, uh, amazingly high. Believe it or not, in in like the Connecticut lakes and the rivers, um, a lot higher than they were when we went into the, the winter last year. That's for sure. Oh, good, 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 good. So, are people being uh, they're happy to get out? They want to get fishing. They want to get hiking. They want to do stuff. Are they being smart about it, Mark, or do you have to go in and save them? <laughs> well. Um, I got to say, for the majority of people, I'm sure they're being smart, but there's definitely daily, if not every other day, calls of people who are either in distress or think they're in distress or 
you know, need assistance in one way or another. So that I don't think that'll ever change. But for the most part, it's been manageable. Wow. You know, and, and you know, you've got a tough job. You really do. And and uh, I I like you think that the majority of people that go out, we're prepared. Um, we're not we're not swimming, boating, uh, OHRVing beyond our means. We're doing what we're capable of, and that's it. But, you know, there are people that want to push the limits and, hey, we're out in the middle of nowhere. Who's going to know? Well, somebody will, you know, and that's where you get called in. Right. And with the cell phone coverage the way it is now, it's they're they're never not out of reach. Yeah, I used to love it because I'd get up there and, um, you know, the the last payphone was at Young Store, (laughs) you know, and that was it. Yeah. Well, it's probably still there, Peter. Yeah, well, I know. Uh, Let's see, it was there, and uh, um, Lake Francis, there was a payphone down at the campground. Yep, yep. No, we knew where all those were, and there was always one place uh, where you could get a cell signal at night. It was scratchy, but you could get just, you know, like two bars. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's a good amount of Pittsburgh now that it definitely has cell phone coverage. It's... You know, it's funny to see that transition over the years, but it's it's here to stay. Wow, I guess. So are you uh, full-staffed going uh, into summer now, or are you down? No, we're still we're still down. Um, we're down three up, up here in my district. And um, so we're still waiting uh, for, you know, new recruits, new process, new hiring process to come through. It's a, it's a slow process. I'm, I'm sure you've heard over the years uh, what our process is and, so we're we're doing okay though. We're hanging tough. We got five guys up here full time, and um, we're doing what we can. So you got let's see, you, uh, Glenn, um, Levi, uh, Levi, Matt, yep. Matt Holmes, yep, and uh, Eric. Oh, and Moxie, Moxie and Eric. Yeah, I guess I guess we're six, right? Yeah, yeah, Moxie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, you get a new recruit. Are I would think you you're the district. If I'm a newbie. I want to be up in the North Country, man. Well, yeah, that's that's definitely the, the the location with the most need. Well, we've got two actually. We've got the Berlin area, and then the Pittsburgh Colbrook area. So, um, when the time comes, and I don't know what that's going to be, but hopefully by winter we'll have another guy that to to move up here. Uh, looks like at that point it probably will be up north. Hmm. Well. Uh, because, uh, you know, it's funny because uh, there are a lot of us that love to be up in your district. And, and I've been going up there for years and years and years. But a lot of people, um, they will get, uh, they'll go north of Berlin, they'll get up to Errol, and then cut across to Colebrook and back down and never get up into the North Country. And I think they're missing the jewel. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's. It's one of those things that you can't, you can't really, you can, there's spots you can go up there and get, get away from it all. There definitely is. But like we just said earlier, you're, you're mainly in cell phone coverage. So if something goes wrong or if you need to make a call, it's, it's always there. But, but Pittsburgh is, is sort of the jewel, but it, it is well known. Um, it's, it's very busy in the, in the summer, in the fall for sure, in the winter. I mean, it becomes almost, the, the population doubles probably every weekend. The slow time would be what we just went through. Yeah, yeah. The April May. Now you're you're not a North Country boy by birth, are you? 
No, I was born in the sand central part of the state. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, now, now, how long have you been up there, Mark? Uh, this will be my seventeenth year wow. coming in July. Wow. Now, you must yeah. you must have uh, you know adopted that area. I mean, that's that's got to be home for you now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I spent so much time up here. It's funny you say that because as a kid, you know, I grew up in the Ashland area. Yep. And I never really went north of Lincoln, yeah. um, you know, my whole life until I came back and uh, got got hired. But now, I mean, I think I know the county, it's like the back of my hand. I could, could tell you where to go for anything up here. Well, and the nice part is because you're such an identifiable figure up there, you know the people, and, that, and they help you do your job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's... It's mainly through the through the OGT program, which is working great for us. Um, I still think there's probably more more use to it that people aren't familiar with could could utilize. But we're we're getting calls weekly um, on stuff that's either looks suspicious or was a violation. They're reporting it. So yeah, the, the community up here helps quite a bit. Mm. Well, and, and look at the uh, look at the uh, uh, the history up there. I mean, uh, Wayne Saunders. You know, long-time North Country yeah. boy. Uh, Colonel Jordan, you know, I mean, Kevin and, and Wayne, North Country boys. And, and uh, yeah. uh, people relate to that. They identify with you. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I have, we have, a, a between the district guys, I, I'm proud to say I'm the most northern-born warden. Really? <laughs> and I was, born in, I was born in Plymouth. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, you're a Skiva Spear baby? I am. There you I go. <laughs> wow. Oh man. So you're are you going to stay up there? Like uh, you're going to ride this out until you retire? God willing. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you you, yeah. you, you, um, don't, you don't want to come down and, and take you know District Four, or District Five. No, I I just don't think my my kryptonite is traffic, Peter. I <laughs> I have a hard time. I could probably get used to it, I guess. But if you get me at south of Plymouth. I'm, I'm a, a fish out of water, so to speak. I'll see. I with me, so it's, I'm, I'm, it's 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 south. Up here. It's south of the hooks of toll booth for me. But I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. it's going to be a busy season. You know, COVID, COVID's let up, but people still want to get out. Um, gas prices are through yeah. the roof, and so they're going to stick closer to home. Probably go up and spend some time in the North Country. So that's good for you, but it could be bad for you too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, we, we expect uh, more of the same, and we're, we're prepared. And, you know, hopefully things will go haywire on us uh, in, in some respects, but we're always ready and willing to, to help if, we need, if we're needed. No, absolutely. Well, um, again, the best to, uh, to Glenn and Levi, Matt, Eric. Uh, if you see Moxie, throw a bone for me. Um, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate everything you guys do. You've got, again, you and I agree, that's the jewel up there, and uh, uh, that's your domain, and uh, you guys take care of it well. So thank you. Well, I appreciate that. All right. Well, stay well, Mark. We'll chat. Thank you. Uh, I'll call back as soon as I can. You got it. Stay well. Thank you. Lieutenant Mark Ober, uh, New Hampshire Fishing Game, Law Enforcement. Uh, he's the lieutenant for the North Country. And uh, that's, um, well, uh, goes down to Mount Washington.
from Mount Washington to the Canadian border. Wow. That's wow. their, but you know, now think about that. There's, there's the Lieutenant, there's Glenn, who's the, Glenn Lucas, who's the Sergeant, uh, Levi, Levi Fry, CO, Matt Holmes, who's a CO, and Eric Fluet, who's a CO. Uh, that's it. For that for area. For all of that land, yeah. Uh, so they go from the main border to Vermont mm-hmm. and Mount Washington to Canada, Chatierville. <laughs> um, and that's that's a big chunk of woods. Yes, it is. And I have been um, through a lot of that. I couldn't tell you how I got there. Uh, you, once you get off the main road, there are logging roads out there that will take you into Maine, will take you into Vermont, will take you into Canada. And it's like, how the hell did I get here? Um, and there's a lot of people up there hunting, people fishing, doing things they probably shouldn't do. And that all has to be patrolled. And that's when you've only got five guys. That's tough. Well, five guys in Moxie. Right. Um, but uh, um, it's, it's a great area. And I'm glad to see um, Matt is back uh, because he, um, if you were watching Northwood's Law, year ago a year or two ago uh there was an atv stop um ohrv stop and um it was dusty and uh, matt got off his uh vehicle and somebody plowed into the back of it mm. and he went over the handlebars and it was oh, racked no. uh he it looked like he was going to be in an iron lung for the rest of his life mm. uh, matt came back and Good. i was glad to see that Good. uh glenn lucas Uh, was out with the camera crew on Northwood's Law, one episode, and he had the cameraman riding in shotgun in his CO truck, and he's talking to him. All of a sudden, he looks up, goes, "Uh uh-oh, got T-boned by another truck and just plowed. And and you saw it like, whoa. And yeah, they got cream, but Glenn was okay with that. Wow. Yeah, and uh, it just, uh, it's, it's, you know, that's why people love seeing Northwood's Law. Mm-hmm. You get to see what really goes on. Right. Yeah, it gives and you I, a taste for some of their day. I kind of yeah. wish that they were shooting more episodes, but yeah. uh, we talked to uh, Colonel Jordan uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and Kevin said, you know, they they haven't said we're never coming back, but they said the responses have been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, people love the show nationally. Uh, so we said, I don't know. We're, mm. just, we're just waiting. So, uh, But then they've gone Texas Law. They've gone... Louisiana law. Yeah. It's like, I don't care about catching gators, <laughs> you know? So we'll see if they come back. But um, nice to have uh, New Hampshire Fish Museum checking in with us. Appreciate Absolutely. that. 933, taking a break. Back on the other side. English teacher, and here comes out. Uh, right. Give me a little respect. <laughs> I uh, love it. But again, attitude. Attitude, yes. attitude. Absolutely. Mm-mm-mm. Queen of Soul, 938 is the time. Um, thank you to uh, Lieutenant Mark Ober. Checking in from the North Country. Makes me want to go up to the North Country. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. it's got to be. Yep. 
it's all right. Well, I've got enough buds up there that, you know, give them a call and call Al or uh, call uh, um, some of the other guy, Angus, mm-hmm. and say, hey, yeah. I'll be up tomorrow. Let's, Let's fish. Let's go fishing. Yeah, yes, come on, yes, baby. Yes. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> and then you say, and you drive. Yeah. So you don't have to yeah. put the gas in your truck. No, they're already there. Yeah. So it's me that's yeah. got it, you know. Hey, I'll come up. Pay my gas. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. What a deal. Yeah. Oh, come on. You want to see me? Yeah. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who I yeah, am? Jeannie yeah. well, says Trade I'm nobody, on but who celebra- listens to Jeannie? <laughs> yes, <your> celebrity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Jeannie was talking earlier about scams. And uh, uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> I've got one. Uh, billing information. It said, thanks for joining with Norton 360 LifeLock Edition Plan. <sighs> Again, typo, 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 typo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm the last person you want to tell me. <laughs> um, send me this thing, and it's garbage. Right. Um, bold, no space, caps, lowercase. I mean, it's, just, it's crap, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, thank you for purchasing in the amount of and, and of is capitalized so it's uh thank you the purchase plan has been approved the amount lowercase t mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> okay fine 372 dollars and 43 cents oh and it's 372 and the colon uh, oh instead of it yeah. it, you're like you know yeah. oh it's uh 237 yeah. okay <laughs> yes yeah. yes no okay so it's 372.43 has been debited successfully capital AMD, it will appear in your bank AC statement in the next 24 to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Product info, in, invoice code, caps, lowercase, terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, add tax. If you are not satisfied with plan, then kindly contact with our help care support. <laughs> okay, so they're trying to get you to call that number. Yeah. yeah. And it says billing team, Tom. Well, he's he's big he's enough to be a team. Yeah, wow. Is. You know, we had uh, something similar pop up in our email, and it went to our family email. And so my... The, the, see, this starts family fights, too, because my husband was thinking it was something I did. I'm like, oh, what did you do, and why have you spent all that money? See, why do you automatically... Why are you thinking me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we both were thinking that of each other. I'm like, hey, what's this about the blah, blah, blah that, that popped up? So then we realized, now oh, we've been duped. So what do I do with this? You delete it. Uh, don't you I, ignore it? I can't forward it to somebody. <laughs> not if you, not if you want them to still talk to you. Oh, okay. No, no, that would not be good. Just make it go away. Make it go away. Okay. Yep. Right. But thank you for sharing it. it? Yeah. Well, it's but funny. yeah, isn't we it? It's ironic. It. Yes, yeah. exactly. Wow. Wow. That's how prevalent it is. Yep. But you know, if we hadn't been talking about it and you saw that pop up, would you be like, "Oh my goodness, did I click on something and I subscribe to this stupid thing? I don't want that amount of money coming out of my account. I get a call." Yeah. And then you would and and it just and yeah, then, then gets crazier and then they've got you somehow. Yeah. yeah. Man, I don't want that. So no, it's easy. Nope. Easy to fall into. Mm-hmm. So uh when Sean was in from uh, Davis Wealth Management, we were um talking about cheapest gas um Cheapest gas in the state right now, yeah, uh, four thirty-eight a gallon as of an hour ago. Yeah, uh, but that's at Sam's Club. Okay, you got to be a member. So you have to be a member. Right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, but there is a Gulf Station uh, in Nashua at four thirty-nine. Oh, okay, just a penny so more. just across the river. Yep. So, um, but then uh, four forty-four in Berlin, four forty-five in Berlin. Oh, that's not bad. 
445 in Salem and Belmont, 446 in Warren, Lancaster, 447 in Manchester, Berlin, 448 in Allenstown, Wyndham, Laconia, and Hampstead. Most expensive gas in the state, 539 a gallon. Uh, one gas station in Manchester. I don't know why. Uh, then 499 Laconia, hooks it north and hooks it south. Bennington, 495 in Littleton, 495 in Hampton, 489 in Bedford, Campton, Seabrook, Kingston, and Salem, and 485 in Ware, 484 in Londonderry and Amherst. You know what's killing me is that now because you've you've given us kind of that range, I am mm. excited that we're still under five dollars, and that is a wrong thing to be excited yeah, know, about because a few months ago we were like, oh look, it's under four dollars, and we were so excited and like, oh okay, this is great. I do not want to pay more than four dollars, and now we're already like, oh just keep it under five. Look, I got gas under five dollars. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's crazy. A, a year ago? Mm-hmm. No, I don't want to know. All right, go ahead. I'm not going to say it. No, go ahead. What Two, was it? 289. That hurts. Why did yeah, you say I know, that? I know, right. I know. Sorry. <sighs> sorry, sorry. Um, as, uh, I was talking about a couple of bills, and, and I will mention those again, but um, some veterans and town clerks are calling on the governor to veto election legislation on his way to his desk, saying it could put overseas military voting at risk. Mm. Activists say voting rights for someone overseas military members could be at risk in certain scenarios under Senate Bill 418, which is headed for the governor's desk. I would create a new limited provisional ballot system in New Hampshire. The legislation targets voters who register for the first time on Election Day without any ID. If it becomes law, those voters would have to provide proof of identity within seven days or have their votes tossed out. Town clerks say the week-long window and the possibility of ensuing recounts in the state primary races, close enough to be swayed by the provisional ballots, could push them past the deadline to mail overseas military ballots so they could be returned in time for November. Uh, Town clerks said they wouldn't possibly be able to have a ballot available if there's a recount because they wouldn't know who's on the ballot. Supporters of the legislation said the chances of that scenario are remote. In 2020, the changes would have applied to about 700 ballots statewide. Uh, Republican Deputy Speaker Stephen Smith said, I want my vote to count as much as possible, and I want to make sure that only votes that should be cast here are being cast here. A few days of pain is worth it to me. Uh, The governor has indicated he's likely to sign the bill. He said, I had some initial reservations, but they did make some changes. So my sense is, unless it has some additional changes, we can move forward. So, I I don't, you don't want to see armed forces who are, you know, serving around the globe, right. have their votes, you know, tell me it's, it, it's, it's going to count. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. But again, um, have they already registered to vote before they went? Right. You know, or are they serving in, in Iraq right now uh, or Qatar or, or wherever uh, and they're just registering to vote? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. But anyway, so you may, you may hear some, uh, some word about that mm-hmm. um, uh, but, and again um, especially because of the uh, the military aspect but uh, if you're telling me that it has been addressed and it's not a concern okay then I'll go with you on that one I guess uh, a couple of other uh, bills I mentioned the timber and wood emerging market commission glad to see uh, that that has been signed by the governor um, ammunition allowed for hunting 
This was uh, a, a House bill, and uh, it has been signed by the governor. It provides that a semi-automatic rifle may be used to take game. So, again, I don't, I don't have the uh, language of the bill in front, but uh, the governor did sign that. Uh, there's a, another one, repeals the definition of brook trout. And, yeah, I know, this, this is a... What? Well, I had a look at it a couple of times. Okay. Um, it, it, this is more housekeeping than anything else uh, because it was, um, failing, it was failing to include wild trout. Okay, there, there are pockets of self-propagating brook trout in New Hampshire. They're mm-hmm. not all stocked trout. Okay. Um, and apparently the language defining brook trout did not take into consideration the native populations of trout. Yeah, I know. It's housekeeping. Wow. It's housekeeping. Okay. Uh, um, and there's another bill. This one I was really ambivalent about. I, I'm not really supporting it. I, I get it, but... Um, this was the use of live-action game cameras. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it adds definition of a game camera and hunting day. Permits the use of game camera to take or attempt to take a game animal or fur-bearing animal. Provides limitations on the use of temporary tree stands and observation blinds. And defines firearms having the same meaning as the federal definition of firearm. So, again, a lot of it's housekeeping. But this one is pending. It has not been signed off by the uh, conference committee. Uh, and their issue is technology and the fair chase ethic. I'm all about fair chase and, and putting up game cameras so that you can sit in your truck and, and, you know, you can see the deer, wait a minute. And it's, here's going that way. If I run up and intercept it, I, I, that to me is not fair chase. Uh, that that's like, you know, high fence hunting. Um, I, I, um, you know, I go out a lot of days and I come back empty-handed a lot of days. Okay, the deer win, the turkey win, the partridge win, the ducks win. It happens that way. But I'm okay because to me, the going is just as important as the getting. Um, So, uh, but now this to me takes some of that element away and it becomes more about the getting than the going. And and I got a problem with that. So we'll see see what happens uh, if the uh, committee... Uh, does sign off on that uh, piece of legislation. If they do, I will uh, I will let you know. Uh, 9.48 is the time. Uh, Red Sox playing tonight. Two games out in Chicago. And uh, we'll, start our, uh, co- we'll start our coverage at 7.10 tonight right here on News Talk 99.7 WNTK. AM 1490, FM 98.9 WUVR. We are going to switch real quick, um, take a quick phone call from Diane, who wants to weigh in on uh, part of what you were just talking about. Hey, Diane. Hey, Peter. It's Diane. I just wanted to help you out on that game camera, Bill. Okay. Because uh, that was was quite the uh, circus going on there. It started out exactly as you read it. Right. That's That's how it started in the house that last January. And... Uh, not this January, last January. And they sent it back to Fish and Game to address that in rules. Fish and Game had it for the summer, decided, nah, they didn't want to deal with it. So they sent it back to the House. The House committee then decided, yeah, they didn't want to address that part either. So they took that whole part out and they changed it to require written permission for cameras on private land. And then they, the committee passed that, 
and the House passed it, and it went to the Senate. I heard that the part. The Senate got it. Yeah, the Senate got it, and they decided, no, nah, they didn't want to deal with that either because that involves the whole uh, restricting of hunting or game observation that's part of the current use recreational. Right. So that was going to be kind of a, a mess. So they took all that out, and they changed the whole thing to just require stands, blinds, and cameras be labeled. And then they added some housekeeping thing about black powder at the end, non-germane right, amendment. Right, right. So that passed the Senate, and it had to come back to committee of conference because it wasn't the same bill that passed the House. So it came back to committee of conference. They fixed something that was wrong in the black powder part. And then everybody signed off on it except one guy, and that was the bill's sponsor because it wasn't remotely the bill he put in. So it failed. It's dead. It's done? Stick a fork in it? It's done. Okay. It's done. Stick a fork in it. It's gone in all three versions of it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I got confused and, and uh, because well, I, I, fo- I followed where you, where you had talked about uh, and then I kind of lost it, and, and it's like, this is not what it started as. Where, where the hell are we? No, and this is the problem with legislation, be it national or or state, is that a, a bill sponsor can introduce a bill with A, and then one of the one of the House or Senate can change it entirely, which is what happened, and then it can go to the other. Uh, House or Senate, and then it can get changed again, and what finally passes or fails may not at all resemble what was introduced. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, look, I got. So, re- I just figured I, I'd help you out. But I, I appreciate it, Diane. You help out anytime. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. See ya. Well, there you go. I love it. See, everybody knows something, man. Thank Absolutely. You, thank you, thank you. No, that is helpful. Nine fifty-two. Taking a break. Back with more. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I like that voice yeah. better than your. And I don't know how you did it when you were trying to trying to imitate the president. It did sound like old radio, like old school radio. And I was trying to remember, like, what is it about? Is it the pacing, the higher pitch voice? Yeah. Like, I don't know. And, 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 and like, I don't know how they. You, you were yucking. What? You yucked. You yucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. that. And yeah. and talk faster. Yeah. I mean, yeah. is that yeah. the yeah. the gig? Hey there, groovy guys, groovy gals. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but you did the whole thing. And we used to have to, they, they made us talk like that. Was, did they really? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. It was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, uh, yeah. And then uh, you probably catch yourself doing that on your off time. You go to answer the phone. Hey. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then people go, hi, uh, I'm Peter. Oh, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> talk like Peter. I am talking like Peter. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, hey. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's the stuff they love. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, I was so glad. Then I got into talk radio. I was like, okay. Oh, wait, you can can talk talk. like a person. Yeah, it was so cool. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of uh, uh, Sweet Home Chicago, hopefully it won't be Sweet Home for Chicago. Uh, It'll be good for the Red Sox. I lied to you. I lied. Mia culpa, mia culpa, mia culpa. Wow. Uh, I said it was a two-game 
stretch. It was a three-game stretch. Okay. Uh, uh, and um, 8-10 tonight, 8-10 tomorrow, 8-10 Thursday. Does it feel better to have confessed yes, that and yes. gotten it off your chest? I'm so used to it. Forgive me, Father. For I, <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, three games in Chicago and uh, game time. Uh, first pitch, 8-10, all three nights. And you can hear all the action right here on News Talk 99.7 WNTK. AM 1490, FM 98.9 WUVR. What's that? WUVR. Say, I got to practice doing that. But no, and then if it was a news person on radio, didn't they just talk in tight, clip little little tones? Because you were doing that when you were trying to be the president. I couldn't be the president. No, I'm so thankful. I'm cheering for the Red Sox, obviously. But we still have a closer problem. We don't have a good closer. We need somebody that's going to come in and shut the door. We ain't got him yet. So let's hope that one mysteriously appears during the three games in Chicago. We're out of here. Back tomorrow morning. Play nice. If you go outside, take us with you. Leave you with my boy, Alan Jackson. I'd like to help you, son, but you're too young to vote. Sometimes I wonder what I'm going to do, because there ain't no cure for the summertime blues.